0: Welcome to Beside the Burn for Wednesday the 1st of June and we're continuing in Philippians uh, chapter 2 and today verses 6, 7 and 8 and we enter into this beautiful poetry that Paul gives us about who Jesus is and how he has come in humility and humbled himself to be here on this planet. These verses may be part of an early hymn that Paul is quoting because they're they're such well-crafted words that perhaps they were used by the early church in their worship. And as Paul quotes these words to them, they're reminded of the things they sing be like um, quoting from a a well-known hymn and and saying, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And and everyone listening goes, oh yes, I know those words that I sing. And then Paul takes them and crafts them and, and tells the people what they need to hear about their salvation. So let's read together verses six, seven, and eight. So Paul here is talking about Jesus and he's talking about us being like-minded with Jesus. And then he begins, who? Being in very nature God. What Paul is about to say here could easily be misconstrued to say that Jesus is separate from God. Because after all, he has taken on human form and he has come to this earth. And there's always been a temptation down through the years for people to say that Jesus is more human than he is God. But Paul here puts an end to that right at the beginning by saying who being in very nature God. Jesus is God. We cannot take his Godness away from him. But... Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God as something to be used to his own advantage. At any point while Jesus was on this earth, he could quite easily have broken out of the confines that he brought upon himself by taking on human form, and he could easily have said, I am God. I will not be treated like this. Whenever he was being tempted in the wilderness, Jesus could easily have said, No, this will not happen because I am God. But Jesus took God's word and spoke it to Satan, and he resisted the temptation. Whenever he was being persecuted and beaten before going to the cross, Jesus could easily have said, no, this is not happening. I am God. I will not be treated like this. As he was nailed to the cross, he could easily have stopped those who were nailing him there and hoisting him up. He could have come down from the cross at any moment, which makes The cross, an even more incredible event because Jesus stayed on that cross. For most people, whenever they're kneeled to the cross, that's it. They have no choice. But Jesus could easily have come down from the cross. And yet he chose to stay there for us. So he didn't consider his godness, his equality with God, something to be used for his own advantage. He was prepared to humble himself and take on the form of a man, and he was prepared to come and to serve here on earth. Rather, here's the alternative, he made himself nothing. Now, this verse has often been taken out of context And some have tried to say that he got rid of his godness. He became nothing. He just became human and left his godness behind. But that doesn't make any sense. You can't stop God being God. So Jesus takes on human form and he comes here. He makes himself nothing, but he's still God. By taking the very nature of a servant, this is the humility of Jesus, and being made in human likeness. I mean, what an incredible story this is we have. That the God who creates takes on the form of his creation and comes to this earth to dwell among his creation. Who comes from a perfect, sinless heaven and comes down to a sinful earth and lives here among people who turned on him and cried for his crucifixion. It's the most incredible story. It's the most incredible salvation that Jesus would do this for us. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus humbled himself. He wasn't humbled by anyone else. It wasn't Pilate that humbled him. It wasn't the Pharisees or the Sanhedrin or the uh, officials of the time. Jesus humbled himself. He gave himself for our sins. It wasn't as if those guards who came in the Garden of Gethsemane to arrest him took him away against his will and tricked him and were able to kill him. No, Jesus went willingly. He was prepared to humble himself and he was prepared to die for our sins and not just to die for our sins, but to go to the cross for our sins. What a saviour we have. What a wonderful set of statements we have about him here. That he would do these things for us. That he would not let us go. But that he would die for us so that we might live. Let's bow before him in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you came in all humility to this earth to die for us so that our sins could be forgiven. And so today, Lord, we worship you and we praise you. And we thank you, Lord, that you became nothing so that you might make us something in your kingdom, that you're able to take away our sin and offer us forgiveness that you treat us, Lord, with your grace and mercy rather than your wrath. And therefore, Lord, we worship you today and we exalt you. For we ask all of this in your precious name. Amen.